0: podcast episode from Morocco. We were in Paris for a couple of days beforehand and now enjoying the sights in Marrakesh. Of course, we can't just speak two languages, right? We have to stay on top of our French, which has been getting a little bit rusty, but we've been enjoying it all nonetheless. Today, is going to be a completely and entirely objective, wink wink, recap of the dramas we have watched this year. And we are going to keep this on a positive note as we round out 2023. This, of course, only includes the dramas that we have watched fully and have written reviews for on our website, www.chasingdramas.com, which I'm going to be honest, we actually watched quite a few dramas this year. Feel free to let us know what your favorite dramas or most impactful Chinese dramas were this year on our social media or else on our website. We'd love to hear from you. First, though, let me just take a quick second to recap the three main entertainment platforms and how they performed this year. After I.T.'s knockout year <laughs> last year with the big hit Tang Lan Jue, or Love Between Fair and Devil, they also had a strong slew of dramas this year. They include Kuang Biao or The Knockout, Lian Hua Lo or Mysterious Lotus Casebook, Ning'an Ru The Story of Kunning Palace, Yinian Guanshan, A Journey to Love, and Chang Fengdu, or Destined, among many others. In second place, it's Yoku with Chang Jingming, or Till the End of the Moon, Xing Cheng or The Starry Love, and To To or Hidden Love. Tong surprisingly, came in third and had the weakest showing this year, although it did have some hits on its hands with Lost You Forever or Chang si and The Longest Promise or Yu Gu Yao. In general though, Tencent dramas did not perform as well compared to Ai Qiyi, which is an interesting development because in 2020 and 2021, Tencent was definitely the top dog in this race. That does go to show that in the end, Content is king. To recap some of our favorite dramas, we thought it would be fun to do some superlatives. And so, for the most uplifting drama of 2023, in my opinion, is Meet Yourself, 去有风的地方. This is Liu Yifei's modern drama from earlier this year, and it was such a wonderful reprieve from the cold winter air as she headed off to Yunnan. The beautiful vistas, adorable cast, and wonderful romance was just what I needed in the January-February months. That drama was the perfect pick-me-up for those stuck in unfortunate jobs and needed a break in a more natural setting. The slower pace of the show focused on enjoying the tiny details of life, and we also got lovely exposure to Yunnan foods and customs. I also really liked that there wasn't a quote-unquote bad person in the show. Each person had their own strengths and weaknesses, and it was a more positive reflection of everyday life. It basically felt like, hey, everyone has demons or issues that they need to work towards, and we can work towards fixing them as a group, rather than having just a bad person coming in and mucking up the place. It did feel like I was watching my close friend Xu Hongdou pick herself up from a low point in her life and was inspired by her actions, namely being stuck in a very challenging job. <laughs> Next, we have the best drama for a night in. For me, it would be Falling Before Fireworks or <laughs> This is a modern day drama set in the beautiful area of Zhejiang province, specifically Wu Yi Xian. It also has beautiful vistas and a pretty hilarious, but organic romance between the two main characters. I did appreciate that this drama mainly had an unknown cast. So it was more, hey, how do I really enjoy this drama instead of following my favorite actors and actresses? There also wasn't necessarily a quote unquote bad person, just different situations. It was also for this drama a great glimpse at some of the traditional artwork and handicrafts and the difficulties of preserving these types of traditions. Next up is the drama with the best original soundtrack, and for me, that has got to be Starry Love or Xing Luo Ning Cheng Tang. Overall, I did like this fantasy drama starring Chen Xing Xu and Li Lan Di. These classmates from college brought about a natural chemistry on stage and Chen Xingxu especially played four different versions of himself very well because they were nuanced and believable in their distinct differences. I originally was going to put this in the most underrated drama or unexpected drama for the year, but it has to be the soundtrack that captivated me. Sa Ding Ding led the way with the title track or title song for the soundtrack, and it has basically been on repeat for me the entire year. On YouTube music, uh, embarrassingly, I think Sing Lo Ning Cheng Tang the song might actually be my top played track for the year. I listen to it while I go on runs, or it's also in my Chinese music playlist. The rest of the soundtrack for this drama is quite decent too and I have had the entire album on repeat but definitely Sing Lo Ning Chang Tang or The Starry Love will be remembered for me for its amazing title song. We are discussing The Longest Day in Chang'an which has so many themes about history, culture, politics, human decency, etc., that we would be remiss in not critically thinking about the dramas we watch. And so we also have the most thought-provoking dramas we watched this year. While I did think that Yi Nian Guan or A Journey to Love, espoused some good lessons on relationships, respecting women, brotherhood, burdens of power, etc., there are two dramas this year that we thought were the most thought-provoking. For me, it would actually be Faithful or jiu yi In simple terms, this drama was a Me Too drama where a sexual predator, Wu Lian, who was portrayed by the very handsome children Yu, due to his standing in the community, actual embroidery skills, and the patriarchal system, was allowed to freely commit countless atrocities. In the drama, we follow two timelines, one in the present day, and it is also then interspersed with flashbacks from seven years ago, in which two women try their hardest to bring down Wu Lian. Even though at the end of the day, Wu Lian is finally apprehended, the journey in which the characters take to get there is quite grueling and suffocating. I binge watched the entire drama in a week because it's only 25 episodes, but I honestly felt like I was holding my breath the entire time I was watching because it is still a pretty interesting and accurate reflection of our society today, not just either in Western culture or in Chinese culture, but how the drama framed a lot of these difficulties that these women faced in actually trying to sue or bring justice to the perpetrator was just Very, very tough to watch because, unfortunately, everything was stacked against these women. When the drama finally ended, I certainly let out a sigh of relief, but also felt sadness with the resolution of this drama because there are still so many parallels with this drama to present-day society. While justice at the end was brought for the women in the drama, one, they should not have been victims to begin with, and two, many people, unfortunately, do not get justice for crimes that happen against them. That is to say, though, major trigger warnings for this drama, because it does tackle several serious topics. On my end, the most impactful drama for me was Ren Sheng Julu or Miles to Go. This drama is set in the northwest of China in the 80s, based off of a book called Ren Sheng by the author Lu Yao. Gao Dalin had his life essentially taken away when his college acceptance spot was stolen by another member of the Gao clan. The story revolves around how he walked his path in life despite this major obstacle and the people he met along the way to help him there. Liu Xiaozhen's bravery and courage as a young rural woman with no education said actually one of the most impactful lines of the year for me which was effectively, you only know your path in life once you walk it. I think about that line all the time. There are many paths to success and many manifestations of success, but it is your life and how you walk it is the most important step. You can't follow what other people have done. And even if the path that you had originally set out for you does not end up the way you want it, there are other paths to get to potential happiness and success. Let's turn to the most underrated drama of the year. For me, it's got to be Pledge of Allegiance, or Shan He Yi." This short drama about two young men from the Investigation Bureau, or Jing Yi Wei, set in the Ming Dynasty, was only 24 episodes long and did not get a lot of attention this year, but surprised me in terms of quality. The production, set, costumes, martial arts, and overall story were surprisingly decent, and the romance among the two main leads, Zhang Yunlong and Chen Ruoxuan, was highly entertaining. The romance between Zhang Yunlong and Sun Yi in this drama was also quite sweet. I had absolutely no expectations for this drama whatsoever, and basically watched it because nothing else was going on, and because it was a short drama, so I was like, hey, why not chase it, and was pleasantly surprised. Because it is a short drama, and it is a decent one to chase if you have some time over the holidays or you just need something to put on in the background. Wow, I guess both you and I's underrated dramas are mystery dramas. My recommendation for underrated drama is going to be 13 Years of Dust, or Zai. It's another 24-episode drama that aired on I.T.E. Ai starring Chen Jianbin from The Legend of Zhen Huan fame and Chen Xiao. This modern-day-ish series spans 13 years as two detectives try to uncover the truth about a serial killer. It was filmed in the mountain city of Chongqing, which gives it an interestingly eerie vibe. I will comment that there are a few jump scares in there, but I thoroughly enjoyed it due to the briskness of the plot, the surprising twists, and how the characters handled their relationships. This one didn't get a lot of buzz, but I recommend watching it if you're in the mood for a more modern-day mystery. And what about the drama where I learned the most interesting history? For me, it has got to be the youth memories, or Na Pianhai. Well, yes, I could go on about how much I was surprised by Xiao Zhan's portrayal as Xiao Chunsheng this year to the upside, What captivated me the most in this drama was the Beijing setting. This time period in China is a little touchy given the Cultural Revolution, but the Beijing accents, the dichotomy of the people from the Hutong versus the Children of Soldiers, to even the oversized military coats that Xiao Chunsheng wore, led me to ask quite a few questions to family members about that specific period of history, since I have rarely seen it on screen. The show also portrayed different paths of military aspirations for young men and women of that era, as well as business ventures in an emerging economy that reflected an exciting time of Chinese economic and overall history. While not as mysterious as the time settings of emperors in prior dynasties, it was quite a breath of fresh air to experience Beijing during the 60s onwards. Another interesting drama from a historical perspective is Under the Microscope or Xian Wei Jing Xiao De Da Ming. This drama is set during the Ming Dynasty and gives us good insight on the court and taxation system of that time. The production and setting of this drama is top-notch in representing common folk. The main character, Shui Muo, has broken shoes, his clothes are made from coarse material, And his face is pretty dirty most of the time. This really brings a level of immersion we have not seen in recent dramas, particularly palace dramas, which love showing off the glitz and glamour and honestly have this bright lighting that is like everybody has perfect faces all the time. The scenery of this drama is also stunning. Many were filmed on location in Anhui province, including homes dating back a thousand years ago to the Song Dynasty they all brought about another layer of beauty and authenticity to the drama that we rarely see. And last but not least for our recap for today's episode is going to be our favorite drama. It is no surprise on my side that Lost You Forever or Chang Xiangzi Season 1 was my favorite drama of 2023. Yang Zi showed once again that she is capable of leading a high production drama and portrayed her acting talent on screen to much effect. In a deviation of a lot of palace dramas where multiple women fight for a man or else there's a simple love triangle, Yang Zi in this drama had no less than four handsome men chasing her. And these four men, these actors, all reap the benefits of being in this drama with Yang Zi. I absolutely love this drama during the summer and so glad it showcased the considerable acting abilities of the likes of Zhang Wanyi and Tan Si in particular. I absolutely cannot wait for the second season of Chang Si and basically twiddling my thumbs for when it is going to air. If I think about my favorite CP for this drama, it's got to be Zhang Yi and Yang Zhe, maybe a deviation from the pairings that other people liked. But this drama had everything. The romance, the acting, the fantastical storyline, the multiple plot points, and also a well-rounded cast. Because of Chang Xiangzhi's popularity, there are now going to be more dramas that are focused on one main female with lots of guys chasing after her rather than the other way around. So this drama this year had quite a palpable, uh, I guess, impact on the themes for Chinese dramas moving forward. As for me, my drama of the year is going to be The Knockout or Kuang Biao. The unique time jumps in the drama had audiences guessing on how and why things turned out the way they did. On the one hand, there was the righteous policeman An Xin who became disappointed and disillusioned with the police force as he saw one by one people abandon their morals to seek and fulfill their desires for power and money. On the other hand, there was the shopkeeper turned crime boss Gao Qiqiang who at the beginning only wanted to protect his family, but had the guts, grit, and chops to take over an empire. The cast was excellent, and it looks like they're all getting great new projects, and I hope they can capitalize on their success. If you haven't watched these two dramas this year, I do recommend that you check them out. And that's a wrap for the dramas that we had some positive things to say for the year. We do want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in and engaging with us. We appreciate all of your emails, comments, and questions. We've been happy to add more content and engage in more dialogue around what is happening in the Chinese entertainment industry. And we are so happy for all of you that share this interest with us. Thank you so much for being a part of our world as we geek out on this passion that we've had for so many years. And we look forward to having you with us in 2024. Once again, if you have any thoughts, questions, feel free to reach out to us and also let us know what your favorite dramas of 2023 were. Thank you all so much for listening and we will catch you in the next podcast episode.